I love Gay Palm Springs with John Taylor, comedian Shan Carr, and Gay Desert Guides Brad Fur. Welcome, Earthlings, to Earth Day 2021, our 94th I Love Gay Palm Springs podcast. It's me, John Taylor, and Shan Tie Dye Carr, the hippie girl. I've been working on it and my all you can see I got little mid-century stars on there and everything. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah, she makes her own tie-dye. Did you make that shirt, Brad? No, this is my Earth Day shirt. I'm in Earth Tones today. Very good. <laughs> I'm in some space age polymer polyester thing but whatever you, know, you are wearing even if you're not wearing anything at all we're glad you're with us we got a lot coming up on today's podcast we do we've got all kinds of stuff as part of our we are palm springs uh series that we have going uh we have oscars dan gore from oscars also from outbound travel james and jonathan will be here with us today um, Alexander Rodriguez, we love him. He's coming to talk about his Golden Girls event and, and all of his radio and television performances. He is prolific and smart and funny, and we really enjoy him. We also have Dr. Laura Rush, a regular, keeping us sane with the pandemic and all health measures around. Uh, we have Wade Rouse, who is an author. Can't wait to hear about his latest book. He's got one new that's out, and then another one that's coming. Also, Charles Drabkin, he's going to do our little dine and sip, talk to us about a couple of the new restaurants in town. So, hey, guys, what have you done this week? What's going on? I have been out every night since last Friday. Yeah. It's just crazy and yeah. wonderful and to see people. I mean, I last know. night I did uh, Hunter's uh, Bingo with our Man Crush Monday, Rusty Waters as host, and Alexander Rodriguez, who will be on the show later on. And then uh, we were with uh, Jason Stewart, comedian, author. I know. And Brad. Oh, nice. And it was nice to see him for dinner. And uh, we, we tried El Patio. Brad had put his Gay Desert Guide custom cloth mask on the table and a little wind blew it and it went into the fountain. Oh, no. It's well, been hanging up to dry for the last day now and I had to scrub out the... The, the, the algae and the... <laughs> no, it's a brand new place. There's no algae in that fountain. Oh, it's just... But it, then it dropped on the ground and of course, you know, all bets were off. So, yeah. Uh, well, happy Earth Day, everyone. It is Earth Day 2021 as we record this on Thursday, April the 22nd. Um, and again, my Earth Tones are showing today. But lots of activities going on. Uh, President Biden has made a commitment to uh, have us reduce our, our carbon emissions, our greenhouse gases. Um, and I'm, I'm trying to do that. I'm trying to do my part. Well, you're also driving an electric vehicle. Yes, the uh, Palm Springs Nissan Leaf, which is uh, on its way to be rebranded right now. So, yeah, and um, and I want to just do a quick shout out to a family friend who listens um, to our podcast every week in Michigan. Her name is Judy Drew, and she posted this on Facebook. Thought for the day. When I find myself walking through the valley of the shadow of death, I remind myself not to trust Google Maps again. Jeez. <laughs> <laughs> You go, Judy. So I went um, to uh, a 420 thing on okay. 420. Yeah. And uh, it was, uh, actually, it wasn't all that happening. It was the kids from the Out at TV who were like, we're going to go to this. 
And I was like, oh, I'm just going to use it as an excuse to shower and exit my <laughs> house, right? Because I just, I needed to. So I drove all the way over there. <clears throat> and seriously, there was this hippie lime green VW bus with big speakers, like a ghetto blaster on mm -hmm. top of it and a huge golden 420, you know, thing. And then poof, a little uh, gun goes off at 420 because I arrived really at 418 and uh, everybody gets a free joint. And uh, so it was great. They had some little barbecue there and a cookie person and a homemade ice cream stand, like just three little stands. Right. Um, and then, um, and then I had a little gig with some friends hanging out with them at their beautiful estate in Rancho Mirage. And I'm telling you, it was 10 people inside a house. I have not done that. All vaccinated, all early vaccinated, actually. Yeah. Um, and we were telling ridiculous stories and laughing for over an hour, which I, more importantly than being inside, we laughed and laughed and laughed and talked about what terrible drunken whores we were in our past. I've known most of them almost 20 years. We talked about playing a game of poppers and pinatas where you seriously had to hang up the pinata, blindfold yourself, grab the baseball bat, take a hit of poppers and try and hit the pinata. Oh my God. I mean, the things we were talking about would embarrass about anybody, but we could barely breathe. We were laughing so hard. You could put, you could put your eye out. Like, you can put everybody's else. eye out. <laughs> Just keeping your grip on the bat after I hit a popper. Oh and I'm not good at poppers. I about fall down to begin with. We should do a quick shout out to 420 Bank Lounge, which opened up on 420. I was there early in the morning because the Chamber of Commerce and the mayor and the city council had to do the, the proverbial ribbon cutting. So we had to be there for the ribbon cutting. But Julie and the, the team at 420 Bank Lounge, which is PSA Organica's sister company, uh, that was a happening, happening place. Yeah, Keisha D was uh, performing yeah. at the, uh, the grand opening fun days we've been having some good times it is nice to be back in the world though you know i'm still a little bit i mean the wave of nervousness comes over you like where's my mask what's happening i know i know I just but we're my, my apartment complex is opening the pool Ooh! and i just all i have to do is go through this 12 page legal document and sign the releases oh my god use my apartment complex pool but we'll do some water aerobics at some point once I told my you attorneys I review this i want to be the first to help chris in your bathing suit this year so don't go in with matt without me i'm ready i won't i won't i promise over. let's let okay. me get the paperwork in <laughs> Hey, it's, right. it's, it's the new normal and baby steps and we'll, we'll do what we got to do to just yeah. be in the sun and be together. Dan Gore, welcome to the I Love Gay Palm Springs podcast, the owner of Oscars in downtown Palm Springs. Dan is the consummate showman, producer, a former impersonator and drag queen historian expert. I did not know this about you, Dan Gore. And, uh, you know, he's got that big Sunday tea dance and drag shows. You've got it all going at Oscars in Palm Springs. How is it going? It's going, it's going much better now. <laughs> it certainly is. <laughs> I bet. Yeah, I was just there on Saturday hosting the Jewels show. It looks good. It feels good. The energy's great. The patio, the room, you're ready to go. Yeah, it's it's been a long year for everybody. So I noticed you're going to have Melissa Manchester yeah. come in in June. Yes, yes. How awesome is that? 
Well, and you have a handful of great names starting to grace the stage there even more as you ramp up. And, you know, mm -hmm. one of our show's favorites is um, electricity, right? And so yes. you really gave that a home and, and it thrived there. Yeah, I mean, I... I, I like to think I'm a, attracted and I attract great people. Um, the electricity team is just a very talented group of guys. And Terry Ray is an amazing writer and yeah. actor at Mel England. They're just two, two genuine guys and talented. And it tells a great story, especially in this town. You know, it tells it's, a story that they identify with in this town. So very happy to have them there. And hopefully, we just spoke a couple of days ago, you know, they're, they're, they're anxious to get back to it. And I hopefully soon they'll be able to. And any plans for the tea dance coming back anytime yeah. soon? Yeah. There's a little rumor. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> is that all it is? <laughs> Spill the tea, Dan. Yeah, tell us, tell us. I won't divulge any dates unless you know already. But yes, the tea dance is coming back. And uh, it, it, it's it's for my most lo loyal customers, more or less. So yeah, yeah. And uh, we have all spent back. beautiful Sundays, drunk as a skunk, <laughs> dancing in circles. We we have all really had some of our best yeah. Sundays in towns on your patio. So yeah. the the tea dance is something that's much more bigger than I am, and much more yeah. bigger than 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 that space but it, it's 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 an energy and it's a religion if you will that that is much stronger than me and much stronger than the oscars brand it's just people want to be there and they want to dance and they want to celebrate what historically has been you know that represents tea dance and the gay culture it's, it's yeah. you know for, for decades and it's um it's something very important to the community well, and I've lived here for 23 years, and really the tea dance is an East Coast phenomenon, right? I mean, I haven't seen it really take off here. And even, you know, a lot of the East Coast guys who come and booked a day at, on the patio at Zoso to make tea dance, and they've tried everywhere to make a tea dance. And at no point did any of those tea dances ever involve dancing. Right. In all of those tea dances, I just have never seen it hit. And some sort of magic has started and maintained on the patio there at Oscars. So thank I, you. I put it up there with the boat slip in P-Town. Right. It's, oh, wow. That to me is the best tea dance. And Oscars is the iconic Palm Springs. Awesome. I can't. I, I, I wish I was the one. I mean, is it really the community that made it successful? Yeah. I've done nothing to except supply the space. But. It's to the community that loves to be in that corner every Sunday, and that's ramping up to be, you know, to to bring it back and and the flaggers, been, yeah, the flaggers. Oh my God, yeah. the flaggers and the guys on the patio that you can see up their shorts. Please God, please God. <laughs> the desert oh. flaggers and the community itself. I mean, they've really carried me through the pandemic. They're always there. You know, we we are a full service restaurant and bar, and many people don't believe we're a restaurant. They don't remember that we're a restaurant so yeah. you know it wasn't for the flaggers and the teen answers you know oscars probably want to be here today they were always there every week to buy food and to buy drinks uh you know when we were just open for to-go food and you know for to-go orders they were always yeah. there to support me and even if you go back further you know into the, all the drama when the owners switched they were always there to support me when i didn't have a liquor license so they've 
they are um, the backbone of Oscar's success as, as the tea dancers of Blaggers. They really care about that space and they will be there uh, no matter what. Well, Dan, we appreciate you taking the torch and carrying it and lifting it up. You are Palm Springs. Oh, thank you guys. Thanks, Brad. Thanks, Shane. And I'll see you on Christmas Thanks. morning. Yes, thank you. Yes, for, there you go. for helping. You did. Thank you, John. All right, see you, Dan. Thank All you. Right. Next on the I Love Gay Palm Springs podcast, two gentlemen who I have uh, done a little hanging out with recently. Our doggies had a, a play date together. Um, you may know them as um, actor, TV host, Jonathan Bennett. Um, Jonathan, good morning. And uh, his, um, his fiance um, yeah. is James Vaughn. Good morning, gentlemen. How are you today? Good. It's still fun to hear the word fiance. So thank you for saying that. It is. We like that word. How long has this engagement been going? I know. Uh, Just since Thanksgiving. Since Thanksgiving. Okay, so it's fresh engagement. Fabulous. Oh, yeah. (laughs) One of the reasons we wanted you on today is because you are now the cover girls for The Knot magazine. Right? Check it out. Bring it up. Bring it up. There you go. Boom. Well, let's let's yeah, start with that's that. True. How cool is that? The first ever LGBTQ plus couple on, on the, the cover, cover yep. of the print edition. I mean, that's, that's the coolest thought. thing. Right? I would have thought that would have happened a long time ago. Well, they really? did do a cover in 2013 digitally with Lance Bass and Michael Turchin, and the Knot is super good about inclusivity. But yeah. this is the first on newsstands print edition with an LGBTQ plus couple on the cover, which is so cool because it's just opening that door even more, you know? Where are you getting married and when so all your fans can come and stalk you? No. <laughs> oh, wow. Well, we're not going to tell you when, but oh, no. we will tell you where. Um, we're, we're getting married at Unico Resort in Riviera Maya, Mexico um, in the spring of 2022. It that Unico Resort has gorgeous. like rooms where every room has a pool outside. Yes. And you can swim up to yes. them. That's what we want to do for our whole wedding party. Everybody just have a swim up room so we can all kind of be in one space together, have our own rooms, but then yep. all swim together. And that's yep. why we picked Unico Resort because it is so inclusive of LGBTQ plus the, the way they represent our community on their website, in their it's media, true. in their social media and their posts. Everything, when we went there to visit for a site visit, we were just so impressed and felt so at home with the community at that resort because it's there was very so, diverse when you're there. So, so much diversity on, on the grounds and it was just wonderful. So when we walked in, we felt like it was home. So Unico Resort, Riviera Maya, if you don't know it, learn about it because it's fantastic. <laughs> um, and it's it, really cute too, like very cute. It is beautiful, but it isn't one of those like cheapy Mexican, right? It's a five-star, beautiful, yeah. <clears throat> oh, it's gorgeous, gorgeous, gorgeous place. And that's why we picked it, because our families haven't met yet, so we want them to be able to have time together, somewhere really nice, all-inclusive, yep. so they can just do their thing and get to know each other, because once the Saturday hits and we get married, boom, they're all family, so that's they got to be in love by then. Whether you like it or not, all right? <laughs> I love it. You know they me now. It's on So paper. your families are going to meet at a swim-up resort. We I mean, how it. cool is that, right? Yeah. <laughs> So tell us about what you've got plans for the future. Other than the nuptials, what do you've got going with travel? So Outbound Travel is our new travel company that we just launched. It's an LGBTQ plus travel company that goes to bucket list destinations 
in a boutique way. I, we call it boutique bucket list. And it's so fun because it's a place for the LGBTQ plus community. The entire community. The entire community to come together in these small groups, travel the world together, check off their bucket list and feel safe and celebrated in the environment. Yeah, safe and celebrated is a huge thing to us. Like going places where you're not only safe to be there, but you're also celebrated. That's kind of like why we chose Unico for our wedding because we're right. celebrated there. Our community should always feel that. Straight people get to feel that all the time, so we should too. So that's why we completely take over chartering these ships to go to these destinations like the Greek Isles, like to the Adriatic Sea, like the Mekong River. We're doing a Berlin Pride to Amsterdam Pride cruise, the Douro River, all these really cool things, but we charter the entire thing so it's all of our community, we bring on our own staff, and then we can just have our family at sea seeing the world together. It's, it's think how of, we- Yeah, think of it like a pride celebration at sea. There is something magical about large flocks and herds of us arriving in places around the world. In places where we're not yet celebrated, the return of us coming, the mass of us coming is part of that community learning. We've been met with angry villagers with machetes. We've been met with a bombing in a Turkish port. But I have to tell you, the next year in both of those ports, the Minister of Tourism was standing at the port preparing the community to accept mm -hmm. us in a way so yeah and even if they do already celebrate us to see a hundred of us or a thousand of us arrive somewhere and be part of these other places in the world you make magic by bringing us together in a way that feels safe to go into those communities and make them feel good and happy and understand us and i love that well, are we a magical people? Are we not, right? I mean, we are the unicorns people. of the of the world. <laughs> I mean, come on. And the mix of LGBTQ actually being LGBTQ as an experience in travel is so important to me. And I think there's something so important for especially younger generations of the gay community to learn from, shall we say, the elders of the community where they can have these conversations and sit down and, and actually talk and hear stories because, you know, there's so much, there's so many things that have happened in our community that the younger generation aren't really aware about. And, and if they are able to sit down and spend time, spend a week at sea having dinners with each other and learning from each other, you're only gonna grow as a community. And that's so important to us is the growth in, in our community using Outbound as a vehicle to do that. So when is the first uh, journey, outbound travel? November 1st through the 7th, we are cruising the Greek Isles. We start in Athens, we go to Mykonos, we go to Santorini, we go to uh, Rhodes, we go to Cyprus, everywhere you wanna go, right? And we're actually doing a pre-package in Athens as well because we realized we're gonna be in Athens for Halloween. So why not do a Gods and Monsters Halloween party well, overlooking the Acropolis? I mean, come on, Athens. Absolutely. So we're at the beginning. Again, bucket list, right, you guys? Right. So uh, that's our first one. We're so excited about it. And what we're really excited about is the people that are already booking, especially a lot of Palm Springs people, we have the LGBTQ. So it's exciting. Every color really of the rainbow. Do? How do you do that? How do you do that? It, How do you attract it, women who want to travel with men, men who want to travel with women? Right, that's the, 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 the age old, like, oh, that doesn't happen. Yes, it, it does. does. It does happen. It, that's the thing. I think there's just a, a kind of antiquated way of thinking of like, oh, we don't want to mix. Yeah, we do. When yeah. you look at our friend group, it is very much mixed with that. And so we love, we have, <laughs> we have our lesbian moms coming. Yeah, it's like, it's so like, fun. It's really great that we do have this mix of people coming. And it just, I think, 
we've just been so vocal about it. it's for everyone. And there's so many people that that does resonate with. And I think it's just an old way of thinking to think we don't want to all travel together. Yes, we do, because we are stronger every letter that's represented. Yes. So we can go to what website? Iamoutbound.com to book your adventure. Now we'll say it together. Iamoutbound.com. I just wanted that moment. Exactly. <laughs> you got it. Thanks, wait, wait, we got to talk about, wait, we have to talk about our entertainment really quick. What? Yeah, so the Greek Isles, just because you have, uh, John, you have the RuPaul's Drag Race background there. We have uh, season 12's Miss Congeniality, Heidi in Closet, Jackie Cox, and, and Jen, Jen all, all performing on the ship. We're actually going to kick it off with a drag brunch because what bonds people better than a drag brunch? Nothing. RuPaul's so Drag Race queens are taking over the world. They actually created, finally, gay talent agencies because there were so many RuPaul drag, I mean, I've been saying forever, why isn't there a queer clearinghouse for booking talent? I've been saying it for 30 years and suddenly, thanks to RuPaul's Drag Race, there's like eight competing drag race talent agencies. How do you think we got them? <laughs> I know it's amazing though. Very Isn't it good. beautiful just to see all that growth and change? It's just it so cool. I love that we're so seeing it in our lifetimes. Jonathan and James from Outbound Travel, we're really excited to see you. Get that L, that G, that B, that T, that Q in there, and we can't wait to see you out on the sea. And we will see you Outbound. Hey. <laughs> Bye, guys. And now we are joined by the former media grand marshal of our Palm Springs Gay Pride Parade. He's a host on Out at TV. On the Rocks Radio, uh, he's a, a vlogcaster, a podcaster, and a dear friend of ours. It's Alexander Rodriguez. How are you? Good morning, everybody. <laughs> I'm good. good. Good morning, honey. We're so happy I to have see my your face. Coffee. I have my coffee from coffee. Yes, Tom Springs. <laughs> With no alcohol in it? We've never seen you not drinking. I didn't say that, did I? Oh, okay, all right. <laughs> and is this your bow tie pajamas? You know, I sleep in a bow tie. Like, that's just what I do. Because you never know when you have to get up and look fabulous. <laughs> like this morning. The bow tie's <laughs> on your neck, right? <laughs> well, well, girl. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Give us the dirt. Tell us what you got for us today, Alexander. All right, so we're doing another version of Love on the Rocks. Because, you know, I am the dating guru because I've been on 4,000 first dates. <laughs> so here's my advice. You know, vaccinations are happening, and I know people are getting back into the dating scene, but don't make date number one some grand gesture. Don't go to an overly expensive dinner. Don't wear an outfit you only wear to a quinceanera or a bris. Don't open the door for somebody if you don't do it regularly. Be yourself. So many times we want to put the best version of ourselves on the first date, which is good. It shows respect for you and for the, for the other person. But who is that person going to be dating in a month, in two months? Show them that person. If you on a Sunday like to go to a flea market and Panda Express or Applebee's, then make that a date. Show them who you really are. Um, because it's not just about the other person. It's also about you. And so just put your real foot forward. And that's my advice. And people will say, you know, the dating experts say, don't go to happy hour for a first date. But if happy hour is a big part of your life, then you go to happy hour because you're going to see how this person interacts you know, on a regular basis, right? So I just, I just want to say I have had as many first dates as you have. I'm not a second or third date kind of girl. 
I suffer for showing who I truly am. There was a woman that I was kind of hot for. I asked her out on a date to Dawn and Sweet Sue's. I guess that just reopened again as well. And I brought a lace tablecloth and a funny little candelabra and a vase with one flower in it and, you know, cloth napkins to make a funny little lunch date so that it was just weird. And it was legit too weird for her. You know, like I, I was just trying to be the quirky truth. Like if you're my girlfriend, you are going to get stuck with stuff like that. And so throwing your showing your true self might save you a short relationship with somebody who would hate everything about you. No doubt. Number one, number one, Shan, are you a lesbian or a gay man? Because that's pretty gay. It is. I am a gay man who only likes vaginas. As a gay man, I'm not, I'm, I'm not as gay as her. Yeah. But you know, I would be so entranced by somebody that, that did that because it, it shows that you put effort into it, you know, and it doesn't have to be some big budget event. That shows more intimacy and more attention, I think, than just spending $300 at a fancy dinner. And um, she so, felt like I was making strangers stare at her and it made her uncomfortable in the restaurant. Girl, then, then good riddance, right? <laughs> she was purely not the right girl for me. Alexander, we've got uh, an event together that you and I are doing with the Fun and Games Department at Gay Desert Guide, and we just had Dan from Oscars on, but let's go ahead and announce the, uh, the event. You guys, I am so excited to announce this event. It's at Oscars, which has really uh, put out all the spots in terms, or put out all, all of the stops in terms of social distancing and a great venue in the outdoors. We are doing on a Thursday evening, an evening on the lanai. And we are celebrating season one of the Golden Girls. We're gonna do some sing-alongs. We're gonna look at our favorite scenes from season one. And we have none other than season one writer, Stan Zimmerman, who's a huge sitcom writer. And it was his big first writing gig. And he had to be in the closet, by the way, uh, as a writer because Hollywood wasn't hiring openly gay writers at the time. And, and we look back and we think, God, Golden Girls is one of the gayest shows ever. Ever. That wasn't the case. Um, and so we're going to have a question and answer with Stan. We're going to hear about his great friendship with Estelle Getty, who told him, don't be in the closet. This is your voice. This is your script. And so we're going to enjoy that. And uh, we're going to do some trivia. And we're just going to have a fabulous evening on the Lanai. <laughs> a live event with comedy and entertainment. Alexander, that is so exciting. I'm really excited. May 27th is the date. Tickets go on sale Monday, and I'll have it on the early week blog on GayDesertGuide.com. It'll also be on our events calendar as well. Alexander, thanks for joining us today, and uh, glad you're in town. Oh, I'm so glad. You know, there's so many great events. Booth Hounds is opening uh, soon, and so very excited, uh, you know, to, to be a part of that. Palm Springs is thriving, and so I'm really excited to be a part of it with you guys. Thank you so much. We love having you too, honey. Thank you, love Alexander you. Rodriguez. Love you. Bye, guys. Bye. Bye. Hello, and welcome back to Dr. Laura Rush. She is our resident smarty pants, and we love that about her. Yeah. Laura, you've kept us sane through all of COVID, and things are changing still fast. What's going on? We're doing okay out here in California. So that's the news LA Times is reporting. California has the lowest rates right now in the continental U.S. I think Hawaii is a little better than we are. Wow. But we still have some other states that are having some big surges, like we see out in the Midwest, like Michigan, New Jersey, um, the Mid-Atlantic. So they are still seeing increase in cases. Um, we're still not close to herd immunity. 
So we got to keep pushing those vaccines. I think state of California has about 25% of the population fully vaccinated. Mm-hmm. And for us to reach herd immunity, we have to be about 75 to 80%. Oh, wow. So we have a ways to go. So encourage everybody you know to please go and get vaccines. It's open to everybody 16 and older now. So everyone should be going and getting a vaccine. You don't have to have anything qualifying other than to be over 16. Only 25%? Is that all we've got here? That's it. That's so it. what is making 25% do enough to separate us in such a way from Jersey and Michigan? Is it just that they're not at 25% yet? They're not. And it's the same thing. They're having lower vaccine rates and just the way their populations are being hubs. Um, you know, New York is doing all right, but you see what's happening in India, you know, so across the globe, people are, are getting hammered still. This is still a very real pandemic that could come back here and bite us in the ass if we don't reach herd immunity. So, you know, our concern is we have a lot of hope and people are getting relaxed, but we're still only at 25%. So we don't want another surge. Right now, our numbers are, are lower than they were a year ago, a year ago, April. So they're very, very low out here in, in District 4. So Coachella Valley, we're really good. Riverside's doing really, really well, but some parts of the world are not. So this thing can still hit us. We saw a little blip a couple of weeks ago right after Easter, and then it's really super low. But we, yeah. think we still have 17 people in our ICUs out here with COVID. So people are still sick. So I asked about a month ago um, when the first news came out. I have some friends who got COVID in January. They are 35-year HIV. They've each both had strokes in the last three years. We figured it would knock them out right away. And the truth is they bounced back pretty well, but their symptoms never left. Right. right? They remained having symptoms. As soon as they were 90 days out from their negative test for COVID, they mm-hmm. both just got their first vaccine shot a week ago. And for those long haulers, I can't tell you, they are saying how much a difference that first vaccine made. And they're hoping that the second vaccine will help with symptoms. Is it because your body starts to mount yep. a more broad, a more robust immune happening? response? Yeah, you're having a very dedicated immune response to the virus. So the body is now recognizing it and creating some antibodies too. And it's generally, it's keeping them safer. But I, I mean, I have long haulers that have been vaccinated that are still having horrible symptoms. Really? So vascular symptoms, you know, headaches, yeah. um, shortness of breath, coughing, yeah. ongoing chronic coughing. So, so it's not have, a fix all. No, not at all. But they still have to, you know, get vaccinated. I, I have a few patients that I'm actually kind of surprised about that are immune compromised that are yeah, maybe over the summer I'll get the vaccine. And I was like, I honestly don't know what you're waiting for. So you need to get it because this is this is ludicrous at this point. If you want to go and participate in activities this summer, you need to be protected. Now, for people that are getting the second shot, a lot of times they get a a, a robust, as you say, immune response. And so they get the headachey, a fevery, whatever. And I Googled this because my roomie got his second shot and he, he had a you know, mild headache. And, and you're supposed to not take ibuprofen, but you can take Tylenol. Why? I Googled. I couldn't find out why. Ibuprofen is uh, it's a COX-2 inhibitor and it's an anti-inflammatory. So okay. technical terms meaning it's the way it would lower your immune response a little ah, bit. Okay. Tylenol does not do that. So it's just, it's a very simplified way of saying, just let it do its thing. That's why you don't want to be on steroids. 
You don't want to have other vaccines in a two-week time frame before and after. So you want to let your body have the proper immune response that it's supposed to have to this virus. You don't want your body multitasking. It must focus. Exactly. Close all the other windows and just focus on COVID-19. Yeah. That's all you want to do. (laughs) But we we just keep pushing everybody to get vaccinated. I, you know, it's so important. 25% is fantastic, but we're coming up to the end of April and we've had this vaccine since December. So we, we can do better. We can do much better. Well, thank you for a beautiful lunch last Sunday, a brunch, yeah. a lunch. It was great to be out with you at Jake's and have a little cocktail. Man, I had the strawberry jalapeno basil. Uh, oh, my gosh. I oh, that was the one on your Facebook page? Yeah, I went home and had to make another one because it was so good. <laughs> it was so good. We're out well, there in the world. Happens. Thanks for having our backs out there, Dr. Rush. We love you. you Poolside other- drink soon, right? Any. Yeah. Yeah. Any last something you wanted to get in? No, just just get vaccinated and and stay safe. Stay safe. You know, push everybody to get the vaccine. If you've got kids, get them vaccinated now. They're you know, they're back in school. They're back in school. So. okay. thank you so much, Dr. Laura Rush. We'll see you again in two weeks. All right, you guys be safe. Have a good weekend. Next on the I Love Gay Palm Springs podcast, I am so pleased to welcome a friend of mine, Wade Rouse, internationally known best-selling author, 12 books. I can't believe you've had 12 books out already. Four memoirs, six novels, a partridge in a pear tree. Um, Wade, it is so, so great to see you because we've not seen each other in a long time. And um, let's see, today you are representing Wade Rouse, but you also have a... um, uh, as another identity as an author. Tell us about Viola Shipman. I do. Um, yeah, I write, and it's good to see you too. Um, it's been way too long. I mean, last year, we've been, as we all know, we've been separated. Um, yeah, I do. I write fiction under my grandmother's name, Viola Shipman. And, you know, I chose her. I grew up in the rural Missouri Ozarks. My grandparents were both working poor. My grandmother was a seamstress. Um, She stitched overalls at a local factory until she couldn't stand straight. And she made sacrifices for me and my entire family to have a better life than she could ever dream. So I chose her name as a pen name to honor, you know, her heirlooms, life, love and lessons that inspire my fiction. And, you know, all of the themes of my novels are you know, exactly what she reminded me of, you know, the things we're learning, relearning again right now. And that's family, friends, our health mean the most. Do you write in your grandmother's voice? You know, do you hear it as you're writing? I, I do. You know, it's, I grew up around women my whole life. So, you know, being a gay boy growing up in the Ozarks in the 70s, not so good. So I, um, you know, I spent an inordinate amount of time with my grandmother, my aunts, my mom, and their sewing rooms and kitchens and the beauty parlors, watching them get their hair did. And I do, you know, I hear, I do hear my grandma's voice when I write. You know, all of the novels have, Um, female characters, and I really try to represent women like my grandmother who worked good people that worked hard and are too often overlooked in society and in literature, I think, as well. Amazing. That's so great. Is it now, do you have something that's about to come out as well? I do. Yeah, I have. Speaking of, yeah, I have uh, my new novel is The Clover Girls, and it's out on May 18th. 
So I'm excited about it. Actually, first of three books that are coming out this year. Tell us a little bit about it. It's about four very different girls who become best friends at summer camp in the 1980s in northern Michigan, up near where Brad grew up, Glen Arbor, Michigan, a beautiful resort area. And as we all know, life in adulthood, you know, often tears us apart from those we knew when we were younger. And life takes them in different directions until one of the women um, receives a terminal diagnosis and she reaches out to her friends, asks them to reunite at camp to reclaim, you know, their friendship, the women they once were and the dreams they once had. And, you know, it's a, it's a book. If you have a best friend, this is a book, I think, for you. It's a it's an ode to our forever friends, but it's also an ode to forgiveness, mostly of ourselves and the wrongs that we often do people in this world. My How mother, lovely. My mother is such a fan of your books. And, um, and my parents actually met you before I met you because you were neighbors in our condo complex. Uh, and I think mom got to know you first and said, oh, my God, there's some guys from Michigan down the down the way. You've got to meet them. They're gay. And you know, <laughs> so um, but what I'm really touched by is you actually included my mom in one of your novels. I did. Your mother. Wow. Willow's in a novel. <laughs> Willow is in a novel, um, not only kind of her character, but also her name. Willow was used in it. You know, I, I always loved the name and I loved I love Brad's mother as much as I loved my own mom. I mean, she is, um, you know, as my grandma used to say, she's good people. And she's real and lovely and honest and generous. And so, yeah, I, ever since I met her, I wanted to base a character on her. And she's a lead character. She's the grandmother in my novel, The Recipe Box. Yeah. And I love that book. It's so Would you like to meet my mother? <laughs> uh, we could get her in a book. Uh, do, you, do you do horror? I it's, mean, yeah, well, I, not in, you know, in my own life. <laughs> <laughs> now, my question is, with Viola Shipman as the nom de plume, the homage to your grandmama, so if you do a book signing, are, are you going to have to, like, drag? <laughs> no, what do you sign? There's no wig or house dress, believe me. Okay. Um, it's, right. yeah, I'm very upfront with, you know, just what I told you, why I chose her name as a pen name. So... I have to say the first year was a little dicey because I would go to events and there would be, you know, rows of older women in the front in oh. the front of a bookstore, or the library, and they'd be like, why is he going up there? That's not Viola Shipman. So but what's he done with Viola? Now you have fans. They know, right? They, they love know. You. So it's and you know, I have to say the backstory I think has really resonated with people, especially over the past couple of years. And yeah. um, so I, you know, people get it now. But I and do also yeah, yeah. So, so you were first known for your gay memoirs, and you've had a number of those out as well. And I understand you have another one that you're in process of writing? Yeah, it's actually, I'm currently in the middle of edits, and it'll be out next spring, right, right I think, May or June, right before Father's Day. Um, and we just came up with a title. It's called Magic Season. And yeah, it's my first memoir in 10 years, and it is... Um, you know, I'm very proud of it. It's about my relationship with my father, um, o Barry Ozark's rough dad, um, and growing up gay with him. And, you know, the only thing that bonded us was our love of baseball and the St. Louis Cardinals. Uh -huh. So the, the memoir takes course over the very last um, game that we ever watched together, inning by inning. It kind of goes back and forth through time. 
I'm really oh, excited. Oh, that's great. Oh, that's Coming great. out from HarperCollins, my editor is this great gay um, guy. He's an author. He wrote Out East last year, which was a, is a terrific memoir about growing up gay in Sag Harbor. Well, Wade Rouse, you have definitely resonated with us. I think all, both Viola and Wade are doing a good job of making that connection. And uh, I, I can't wait to, uh, to read Viola's newest one. Thank you. Yeah, you just added a book onto, you just added a book onto my nightstand. Thank you. I appreciate that. You know, I, you know, the blessing of this last year has been that people are um, reading more than ever. You know, yeah. publishing is doing well. It's the one escape that we can have that's affordable right now. So, um, if there's one silver lining, that's been it, along with us, us being able to connect more like this. Well, thank you. I know you're here in Palm Springs, and I look forward to seeing you in person, and maybe even in Michigan this summer. I, it'll happen, believe me. All right. Thanks, Wade. Appreciate it. Thank Bye, Wade. you. Bye. Next up, we have Charles Drabkin, who is our food reporter for the Gay Desert Guide and a close friend with all of us. I love seeing your mug in a square. Hello, Mr. Drabkin. Hello, my darlings. How are you? We are well, thank you. What's that background I see you in? Well, that is sort of the newest, hottest uh, place here in Palm Springs. I'm not actually there right now. They're probably not open. Um, but uh, that is Bar Cecil, the, named after Ce Cecil Beaton, the, the raconteur uh, and uh, you know, kind of general gadabout that, that they've sort of inspired their restaurant by or been inspired by. Well, you and I had a chance to uh, dine there on Friday evening for the opening weekend with friends and family. We uh, you know, we, I, we had a great experience. I, I, am, I was impressed. It is impressive. I mean, I think anything opening up during this pandemic or, you know, is pretty yeah. impressive. Um, they are certainly catering to a, uh, a crowd that's maybe a bit above my means uh, normally. Um, they, they have on their menu, there's that you can buy champagne for the whole restaurant. Um, for, wow. For a mere $1,600. So if any of you are planning on doing that, let me know what night. I'll, I'll make sure that I'm there. Thank you, Daddy. Uh, and, uh, but it, it's really wonderful. It's kind of bistro fare, standard bistro fare, uh, done just really nicely. Pork chops and halibut and pastas. Uh, and then they have this sort of special uh, menu that you can uh, you can you can pre-order uh, for you and up to eight of your closest friends. The beaten experience, where it's a very bespoke menu. Uh, bringing all, you know, all sort of their farm to table stuff together. Uh, it's supposed to be different every time. So you could go, you know, once a week and have that for a mere 350. Now that's also paired with wine, if I remember right. I think each of the six courses was paired with wine. So right, it, it, there's a wine pairing. Um, you know, it, it's still, it's spendy. Um, it is. It is. But but we got away for us. Very successful. That this restaurant, it, it, people are are super chattering about it. I believe they've already sold all of their reservations through like the end of June. Um, wow. So they pe people are excited about it. It is certainly going to attract, you know, uh, uh, an out of town crowd, uh, and I think a lot of, of locals. I, I can imagine going to the bar and sitting and getting a cocktail and having a couple of snacks. Uh, on my way home from work um, on, a, on a fairly regular basis. Mm -hmm. 
And I thought the, the the wine menu was good. I thought the pricing was good on the on the wine selection. That we I had uh, one of the, the the craft cocktails, which was fantastic. Uh, right, Chef yeah. Gabriel, beautiful cocktails. Uh, I also had a, I had a French seventy five, which you know who doesn't oh, yeah. love champagne, um, and uh, nice wine selection. So interesting wines that you don't just sort of see everywhere. Uh, so that was really exciting, um, and the space is gorgeous there's an original war hall on the walls it's just sort of sumptuous wallpaper everywhere and that level of detail has extended all the way into the bathrooms um with beautiful wallpapers and art all over the bathroom walls as well um lots of, of just interesting things every kind of every turn is another feast for the eye yeah yeah. Well, let's start. Speaking of bathrooms, I was in the uh, Booze Hound yeah. bathroom for a tour uh, last week, and you and I are going to be going there this weekend to check out Booze Hounds. Uh, right. That is the other newest restaurant that's also getting great buzz in the old Dink space. Now, the restrooms are, are certainly uh, not the highlight, but they, they do have interesting restrooms there as well. Why do we, why we focus on this? I'm not sure, but we do. Uh, and you and I are going to be talking about booze sounds over the next week, too, once we've had a chance to taste that. Um, what, do you, what do you know about that so far? Uh, so it looks, the, again, the menu looks interesting. I loved that restaurant when it was Glitch. Uh, I... Dinks was a little before my time in the desert. I, I think I went there on a vacation once, but uh, the space is so cool. And from yeah. what I'm seeing from the pictures, the press releases they've been sending out, they have really done that space up well. Um, they brought in a chef from out of town, kind of with an Asian focus uh, uh, or Asian fusion focus on the food. Looks like it'll be fun. I'm super looking forward to going Friday, I think. Um, and... Uh, that be today when this broadcast airs. Right, yeah. uh, uh, it, it looks like it'll be fun. You know, there's lots happening in the restaurant scene in Palm Springs and, and Coachella Valley. We have two new farmers markets. Um, if you haven't checked out uh, Cafe La Jefa, uh, which is the new coffee place uh, right on Palm Canyon, it it is I love their coffee uh, so far. They're serving Sisters Coffee out of Oregon. Um, it, it's just really good and they have pink lids on their to-go coffee mugs. So that's, that's a plus for me. Um, <laughs> I know you love pink. I, it, my colors are blush and bashful. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and, uh, and just a beautiful space, beautiful outdoor seating. It seems to be where the glitterati are, uh, Palm Springs glitterati are hanging out right now during the day when they're probably going to bar Cecil at night. And um, it, there's just, there's a, you know, we're, we're coming out of this pandemic and, and after so much suffering and, and so many restaurants and, and bars and just barely struggling by or not quite making it, um, it there's sort of this explosion and, and you know, they, people keep talking about the Roaring Twenties. Well, it, it appears to be happening. Like, yeah. from, I, I, like, I'm still a little nervous about it all I, and expecting another, another surge, but um, the Roaring Twenties, pe people are embracing it. I Not hope. just the glitterati, people like me, the gritterati, we're getting out there too. Oh, good. Me too. Yeah, I, I'm the terrified erati, so. Um, <laughs> we're nervous, but I think we're all ready to roar. I mean, one step at a time with a roar in one hand yeah, and a mask in the other, we're good right. to go. 
Right, just a just a quick uh, hand sanitizer bath when you get home, and it... <laughs> so I think are all of us going to booze hounds this weekend? Yes, I don't know. Are I know you going, I John? Yeah, I'll go. Okay, all right. We're Excellent. looking forward to it, and uh, Charles, we'll do a we'll do a review upon your return. Okay, great. And my I, I have a review that's almost ready to go up on the Gay Desert Side Guide. Maybe by the time this this airs, up on the Gay Desert Guide site of uh, Bar Cecil. So, all right. I we'll look forward to reading it. We also uh, look forward to also look forward to reading you in the Coachella Valley Independent. Right. I'm also right doing some food writing for for Coachella Valley Independent, doing their their bites and restaurant bites and news news. So, uh, you know, you got to hustle in this town. I so, look forward to just reading you. Three of you know. Yeah, you got to spread it around if you want to survive. Yeah, you know, hustlers got to hustle. That's right. Super. Thank you so much, Charles Drabkin. We'll keep our eyes peeled in the Gay Desert Guide for your write-up on Bar Cecil, and we can't wait to see you back again. I will see you all soon. And uh, let's coordinate. Maybe we can show up at, at Booze Hounds together. Well, we end this busy, busy week with a look at the uh, I Love Gay Palm Springs Gay Desert Guide Weekend in Review. Lots of things happening. We talked about the Booze Hounds opening that we'll be going to and reporting on next week. On Saturday night, I'll also be attending the Palm Springs Animal Shelter Film Festival. That is happening at the Palm Springs Air Museum. Earlier in the day on Saturday, the Sonoran, which is right next to Asia SF, is hosting a little fashion music and wine show uh, that's going on with some international fashion designers and all kinds of fun stuff again that's at the sonoran modernism week the uh, virtual version continues through may 15th a couple of things happening over the weekend well we had some great uh, man crush monday woman crush wednesday people this week uh john i know you and rusty waters had a chance to spend a little time together at uh, hunters on monday on wednesday night yeah we did drag me to bingo with uh, rusty waters alexander and i and it was it was just a blast and i got to see um rusty's husband tim who i haven't seen in a long long time yeah, and yeah. they're well and she did a great job and um, i did not win but i daubed well good for you good um, Christine Wyman, who is known as Tiny, a bartender here in town, first woman to work at Eagle 501. She was our Woman Crush Wednesday this week. Yeah, and she's from Shrewsbury, Massachusetts. What? Yes, she is. Who knew? She's a mass girl. <laughs> she is. Does she still have the accent, though? A little bit, but yeah. it's, it's California. Oh, I didn't even notice it. That's funny. So also on the calendar of events that you can find at gaydesertguide.com and on our email newsletter that we send out each week, Brothers of the Desert has a speaker series that continues this Saturday. Um, Preservation Matters Symposium also happening this Saturday with 20 different presenters. That's going to be Zoomified. Uh, we did forget to mention that Wade Rouse, one of the reasons we were having him on the podcast today is that he is a part of the Friends of the Palm Springs Library virtual annual meeting on Sunday. He's the guest. And I forgot to mention that when we were talking about it. That's at 2 p.m. Sunday. All the details and the link to uh, sign up are at gaydesertguide.com. 
One of our new partners is Danya Medical and Beauty Spa in Rancho Mirage. I had a chance to tour this place. It is absolutely beautiful. And they are doing a paint and sip along with spa treatments and drinking Saturday afternoon. Um, you know, all the art supplies are included. It's a lot of fun and you can get uh, tickets online at Gay Desert Guide's website. Well, there's some fun things happening in the fun and games department. The men event have a big Broadway trivia night coming up Monday of next week. <clears throat> also, next week on the podcast, we'll be talking to uh, James from uh, Desert AIDS Project. Dining Out for Life is happening Thursday. It's, it's not the typical Dining Out for Life. They're just saying, go out, dine out on Thursday, support the local restaurants. But uh, there is no, there's no charity part of it this year with DAP. And I, I like the idea because the yeah. restaurants have been so generous over the years and they've taken such a hit I know. in the last 12 months that it's just like support it's a nice the restaurants. opportunity to give back to them. Yeah. It really is. Yeah. It really is. I, I really applaud them for doing that. Um, it's going to be, and, and I'm, you know, I'm hoping to get out next Thursday myself. So hopefully yeah. maybe we can all get together and do something. Um, the Air Museum has got a 25th anniversary celebration. They are going to be able to do that over three evenings, April 29th, 30th, and May 1st. Um, that is a, a big event that's going to be coming up, and you can get tickets now for that. Wild Women Monthly Bike Outing is happening next Thursday, April 29th. We'll have more details on that at gaydesertguide.com. Now, is that vroom vroom bikes or is it? No, it's okay. pedal, pedal, pedal. Oh, okay. <laughs> and we welcome new partners to Gay Desert Guide. It is Troy and Jason, the new owners of the Old Ranch Inn, which is just off Arenas, almost at the mountain. This is one of those old historic inns that have been around for years. Um, Jason was the news director at KTLA for years and years. His husband, Troy, has worked in the uh, hospitality business. They decided, like so many people, to move to Palm Springs. This is a little eight unit place in the tennis club area, and it is absolutely going to be great. We're happy to welcome them as new partners in Gay Desert Guide. Last but not least, our Gay Groupon hot deal this week. We get a $20 gift card to Bearware for just $12.50, a 35% savings, lots of other hot deals too when you go to Gay Desert Guide. And that's a wrap up of everything that we have on our website, gaydesertguide.com, on our calendar events, and in our email news newsletter, which you can subscribe to and check it out each week. After the uh, COVID lockdown, I can now fit into the Bearware uh, ensembles. They have some great stuff there. That's a great hot deal. Hey, thank you so much to you guys and to all of our guests today. And to those of you who are watching, thank you so much. We love you and we love Gay Palm Springs. For info on this week's topics, go to GayDesertGuide.com and join the Oasis Insiders Club. Each week, you'll get the Gay Desert Guide This Week in I Love Gay Palm Springs newsletter with news, community events, and hot deals. I Love Gay Palm Springs with John Taylor, Shan Carr, and Brad Furr. Follow us on Facebook and Instagram. Listen on Apple Podcasts and wherever you get podcasts.